0: Welcome back to another episode of Wild Moment. I'm your host, Frank Costin, and I'm standing here ready to bring you another episode of Wild Moment. We're coming to you with a fresh new Wild Moment. We're titling it, folks, Asymptomatic. That's right, Asymptomatic. I know you probably think we're getting ready to talk about COVID-19. I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and I know we've talked about that and talked about that and talked about that. Well, You'll be happy to know tonight we're not talking about that. I'm talking about something else. There's something else that's going on. Don't get alarmed. Don't get scared because I'm going to tell you how to handle this thing. But there's something else that is spreading and it's spreading at an alarming rate and it's already spread in every continent, every country, every state, every city, every village around the entire world. But there's people that are said to have this but they're asymptomatic. That means they're not showing any signs and symptoms, but, but I'm gonna tell you something that's different from that in COVID. These asymptomatic people aren't even affecting anyone they come in contact with. I know you wanna know what it is and I know you can't wait to find out about it. So stay tuned,
1: folks. Asymptomatic is coming your way right now. Hi, I'm Karima with Word of Wisdom Ministry. Thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook. And now for another inspiring episode of Wow Moment with our host, Frank Costin.
0: Well, we're talking about it today. We're talking about asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. People are running around here in the middle of this pandemic that we're in and they don't even have a sign or a symptom of COVID-19, but yet they're infecting people at alarming rates. So those people are classified as asymptomatic because they have no symptoms, but yet they carry the virus. So I'm going to give you the definition of asymptomatic, and then we're going to discuss this new thing that is spreading around the world. And we're going to talk about the people who say that they have it. Listen now, they say that they have this new thing that's spreading, this, this new, well, uh, it's not new, it's, it's been around, but it's spreading around the world like wildfire. And there are people that say they have it, but they don't have any signs, any symptoms, and yet they still don't infect people either. So if you don't have signs, you don't have symptoms, you don't infect people, I'm scratching my head, but I can't wait to get into this. We're going to do this thing together and we're going to find out who these people are and how do they know that they have this this thing that that don't have signs, don't have symptoms and and not affecting people with it. So how do they know that they have it? So asymptomatic, uh, I looked it up and it says it means that there is no symptoms. You are considered asymptomatic if you have recovered from an illness or condition and no longer have symptoms, or if you have an illness or condition such as early stage high blood pressure or glaucoma, but do not have symptoms of it. So we know, uh, especially in the black community, they we call uh, high blood pressure the silent killer. And... And uh, also in, in the black community, not saying that we're the only ones that can have it, but also in the black community, glaucoma is pretty prevalent in the black community. But these two things, uh, they, they creep up on you. And if you're not getting your regular doctor visits, then you could uh, stroke out with because of high blood pressure and never known that you even had high blood pressure. So you have to regularly check yourself to make sure. Uh, I know... Um, I had a doctor's appointment uh, for something had nothing to do with blood pressure. But, you know, the nurse, uh, when they take your vitals, I was having some pain. And, you know, pain causes your your blood pressure to be elevated. Now, normally I have uh, what they call a runner's heart rate. Uh, And um, so I go in and I get my blood pressure taken and then it was a little elevated. And my wife is one of those people, you know, you can't tell her anything like that. So she has her own machine at home and every night since that appointment. Um, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm half asleep and I'm ready I'm ready to go to bed for the night and my wife says oh I forgot and she slides that thing over my arm and cuts it on and she's gonna check and uh, she writes down you know what the pressure is every day because uh, because she understands that high blood pressure sneaks up on us and there's no signs and no symptoms that you have it and most of the time there's no signs and no symptoms and until it's too late so. Uh, so, folks, that's a sidebar message. Get out there and get yourself checked. Take care of yourself out there. Get your eyes checked. Get, get your blood pressure checked. On a regular basis, don't, don't let things creep up on you. And uh, stay away from those things that are going to cause your blood pressure to elevate. All right. But anyway, we're talking about the signs and symptoms. And that was just a free nugget that I gave there. Not a doctor, but I, but I am somebody that loves you. And I want you to take care of yourself. So, we're talking today about people who have this thing. There's something that's that's spreading around and there's people that claim that they have it, but they don't have any signs. They don't have any symptoms, but yet they're also not infecting anyone. So how do they know that they have it? Or better yet, do they really have it? So by now you've probably figured out that I'm talking about Spreading the gospel of Christ. I'm talking about spreading the message of salvation. And that message is spreading around the world. This thing isn't new. It's been spreading around the world for many years, but there are people who say that they have it. Now, once you become, uh, once you have an encounter with Christ, I'm I'm reminded of Paul on Damascus highway. He was struck blind. He had an encounter with Christ. And I remember that Paul, his name was Saul, and and the Bible declares that he he was he was the enemy of the church, and he was he was persecuting the church. But see what you don't what you don't see what what I don't see what people don't see God sees that this is a a tenacious man, and this man if he believes in something, then he's going to give his all to it, and he's going to go at it fiercely and tenaciously. He's going to meet his objective and he's not going to let anything or anyone get in his way. So God sees this in him because he's the one who created him and says, "I have much need of that gift that I gave you. I have much need of that bulldog tenacity that you have. I have much need of that." So he struck him blind on Damascus highway and when he when he recovered, he sent Ananias to him and he laid hands on him, and the scales were removed from his eyes. So he could see again. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And at that time, he became a Christian. And his old life was passed away. And then they changed his name from Saul to Paul. He was a new man, a new creature, but he had the signs. And uh, so when he would go to preach, and, 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 the, and uh, the, the Jews would, would see him, and they would remember the threatenings and things that he'd done against the church uh, they weren't ready or happily receiving him. But when he began to preach Jesus Christ in a manner in which they couldn't do themselves and they've been following Christ and they couldn't preach Christ the way he did and they couldn't tell by just the power that he preached with and the way he exhorted Christ when he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ without ever seeing him, without walking with him, without being a disciple, but this man is talking about Jesus Christ as if he walked the earth with them for 33 years. And when they seen how Paul was so connected with Christ, they seen uh, something on that was on the inside of him that was being manifested on the outside, and they knew they could see the signs and the symptoms that Christ was there. And not only that, when Paul preached all, all manner of unbelievers and infidels were hearing the word of God, and they were becoming Christians. Uh, they they were he was establishing churches because the word that was in him was it, it having an effect on others. He was infecting others. Uh, my my uh, my pastor here um, he preached this uh, message uh, last week, and he was talking about. Uh, being infectious, uh, being contagious, is what he was talking about, Uh, Christians being contagious. Now, I'm not talking about Christians being contagious today. I'm talking about asymptomatic Christians today. That's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about asymptomatic Christians today. Now, let's get into what God says, and so we can understand If we are doing or showing uh, anything of God and if we're having an effect on others. Now I see here in first Peter, the first uh, chapter, the 15th and the 16th verse, the Bible says in verse 15, but as he which called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. verse 16 says, because it is written, let me say that again. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, if we're going to follow after Christ, Christ is holy. And in order for us to follow after Christ, we must be holy. So people must be able to look at us and see holy. Holy in our conversations. Holy in our dress. Holy in how we conduct ourselves. We must be holy. Now, I know that we're in this world and we're not of it, and I know this world has people and things in it that that cause us to get in our feelings or uh, get tangled up in our emotions, and and sometimes we become angry, and sometimes we become sad, or we become bitter, or whatever, whatever. We go through different uh, emotions, but still, we are to guard. Let me say this now. We are to guard our relationship with Christ, we are to guard our stance with Christ. We are to guard our position in Christ. And I'm not talking about titles. When I'm talking about our position in Christ, he positioned us to be holy and we have to guard that. We can't allow people to see us in any other life. That doesn't mean be one thing at home and and fake when you get out into the streets. Uh, We're not talking about that. We got enough of those people out there. And they're asymptomatic as well. So we got enough of those people out there. But we're talking about being real 24-7 and guarding what God has commanded for you to be, which is to be holy. That means we have to watch what we say out of our mouth. We can't talk like the rest of the world. We can't say things that they say. We can't join into their conversations and, 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 and jokes and things like that. We have to be careful Of what we do. Uh, Listen, we can't allow our good to be evil spoken of. We have to be careful. We have to be conscious of what we're saying, what we're doing, and who we're with. We have to be conscious of that because people are watching. And not only are people watching, but God is watching. But this is the whole thing. If we're holy, if we're doing it like God said, then we should have a profound effect on this world. Let's get into some other stuff here. There's some other things that if we're infected with Christ, if we have been in, in a room full of believers or just one believer, and, and they brought the word of God to us, just like they did when Peter preached in the book of Acts, the Bible said they were pricked in their hearts. There was 3,000 people that heard Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost, and the Bible declares that they were pricked in their hearts. And, and they said unto Peter, men and brother, what shall we do? And then Peter told them to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So this is how the church was started and that was because of an infection. There was 120 people in the upper room waiting on the promise of God. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, was found in the upper room and there was power that came down from on high and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and when Peter stepped out, and in, in front of the crowd, the infection from 120 infected 3,000 people. Uh, listen, they were asymptomatic. Uh, they had the signs. They they were speaking with other tongues. They were magnifying God. Uh, they had holy conversation. Uh, they were modest in dress. They were holy living people. So they had the signs and the symptoms and when they got into the multitude, when they got into the crowd and they, they mingled into the crowd and Peter began to speak, they began to infect the crowd. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. <clears throat> let's, 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 let's look at this because there's some other things that if we say that we're Christians or if we say that we're Christ-like, if we say that we're like Christ, then we have to have certain things that, that represent that. In, in our in our daily lives, it, it, there must be some things. Uh, those things are called the fruit of the spirit. And that's right, the spirit has a certain fruit uh, that, that will show, uh, you wouldn't go to a, a, an apple tree if you wanted an orange, uh, you just wouldn't do that. You would go to an orange uh, orchard or a tree or whatever it is, I don't need oranges so I don't care to know how they grow. Um, but you uh wouldn't go to uh a, an orange tree looking for an apple the same way you wouldn't go to an apple tree looking for an orange. You would go to uh the source. You would go to uh wh- whatever it is you're looking for, you're going to that particular type of tree. And so the spirit has a fruit on it uh, in it and, and there's certain things that if you have the spirit within you, the no spirit, fruit are going to show on the outside of you. They're going to be on the inside, but they're going to show on the outside. It is a sign and a symptom that you have the spirit of God. And those signs would be in Galatians, the fifth chapter that's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The Bible says in, in verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness temperance against such there is no law. this is the fruits of the spirit so i did the liberty uh trying to look out for you i wanted to dig deeper into these uh different uh articles of fruit or pieces of fruit or parts of fruit or whatever you want to call them but these are signs and symptoms that the holy ghost that the spirit of god arrests inside of you. It lives inside of you. And love is the very first one. Love is profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person. That's love. We have to have a uh, passionate affection toward one another. Uh, we have to be uh, uh, profoundly tender. We can't be walking around here bitter and hard and, 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 And not wanting people to get in. You know, we say we got a wall up. Uh, If you got a wall up, a wall is hard. And people can't get through a wall. So if you got a wall up, then how can you show love? Because you're not profoundly tender. Mm. Oh, man. Listen, joy. The emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something especially good or satisfying. Keen pleasure. uh, Elation. These are things that are found and the word joy. Let me uh, give you another disclaimer about joy. Joy is not an emotion. Hmm. Joy is not an emotion. We get happy, and then we'll turn around and be mad. Uh, As you you understand, those are emotions, and they're temporary, and those uh, those things right there can't compare to joy. Uh, Joy comes from the Lord, and no matter how you feel, even when you're mourning, there's joy in your heart that's something that only somebody with the spirit of god can comprehend all right so peace peace is a state of mutual harmony between people or groups especially in personal relationships ah especially in personal relationship and the bible says follow peace with all men that means that i i don't have time for this race game I have to follow peace with all men, and I don't want to say like have to. I want to because I want to be like Christ, and Christ created you. Christ created me, and I want to love you, and I want to be at peace with you because you are my brother, you are my sister, and God is our Father. Listen here now. Let's go on now. Long-suffering, enduring injury, trouble, or provocation long and Patiently, long and patiently, we are long to be long-suffering. God suffers long for us; He's long-suffering for us because He He's sitting there and He's He's already paid the price for us. But yet we still drag in the mud. Gentleness, the quality of being gentle. We don't have to go deep into that. It says what it is: goodness, moral excellence, virtue. Faith, belief that is not based on proof. Belief that is not based on proof. Faith, we must have faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. That is impossible to please God if we don't believe. Uh, Meekness, the quality of being patient or quiet in nature. The quality of being patient or quiet in nature. I I had a pastor years ago, we were over in Germany and he preached a message and I'll never forget it. And Ronnie Hall, if you're listening, i will never forget the message. Uh, Don't let your weakness be, I mean, don't let your meekness be a weakness or my meekness is not, not a weakness is what he's, what he was preaching. Uh, Temperance, temperance, uh, moderation, or self-restraint in action, statement, etc. Self-control. So uh, temperance—that's self-control. That's anything, that, uh, and especially like drinking and things like that. We have to do it in moderation. We can't. We can't allow things to take us over the edge, or when we're not in control of ourselves. We always have to be in control of ourselves. We must have self-control. So those things, those fruit, they must show in you. Those fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, they must show in you. If you say that you have the Spirit of God, if you've been infected, if you have walked into a contagious environment where the Holy Ghost was flowing and the Word of God was being preached and you became contaminated by Christ, which is a good thing, then you should show forth those signs and symptoms. But we have a lot of people who say that they're Christians, but they're walking around this world asymptomatic. So I I say that I call them asymptomatic Christians. Uh, Asymptomatic, you don't have any signs, you don't have any symptoms, and you're sure not having an effect on anyone. And you say, Brother Preacher, uh, who says that if I have Christ, that I have to have an effect? Well, well, let's see. Acts 1 and 8 says, Be, excuse me, but ye shall receive power. This is that upper room experience I was just talking about. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. And in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth, ye shall be witnesses. Ye shall be witnesses. Uh, listen, I I I I, I heard I heard brother Jake's um years ago. He taught a message. He taught on the witness, and he he brought out. He talked about how. Uh, if you're a witness to something, that means that you you saw something. Uh you 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 heard something, um, you you know something. This, you, you've been around it. You've you you can you can account, you can give an account about a certain uh situation because you have knowledge of the situation uh by your uh presence on the scene or what was brought to you. Uh but anyway, the uh disciples who were later called apostles, they walked with Christ, and they walked on this earth, and they seen him do many, many miracles. And even when he died on the cross, he came back, and he lived with them for 40 days and 40 nights, and he ate with them and talked with them and did all these things. After dying, he came back, and he was with them for 40 days. And yet, he says right here that after the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, he said, then ye shall be witnesses. Then ye shall be witnesses. So now, what is that telling you, brother preacher? That's telling me right now to tell you that if you have the Spirit of God, then you are now a witness of God. Not before. But when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are now a witness. That means That you, you are supposed to be infecting this world for Christ. You are supposed to be on fire for Christ. You're supposed to be red hot contagious. You should be burning with fever. Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. You should be burning with Holy Ghost fever and every room you walk in, Hell should know that you came in and they should back up off of everyone in the room because you are on the the Lord's side. And not only are you on his side, you're carrying him on the inside of you. And those signs and those symptoms have manifest themselves. You should have those signs and those symptoms that we talked about. Now that you have been filled with the Holy Ghost and you're a witness, then everybody should see the love coming from you. They should see the joy inside of you. They should feel peace with you. They should they should never have to worry about you coming down on them because you should be long-suffering with them. You should always treat them with gentleness. You should always treat them with goodness. You should always give God his due because though you might not have ever seen him, you believe wholeheartedly because what God is doing in your life, you already know he's real and you have faith. And that you should always be meek and mild, and that you should always be temperate uh, in in your days. So now those fruit have to shine, those fruit have to show if you say, if you profess to have Christ in your life. So time out for being an asymptomatic Christian. This is not the day for that, especially, especially in the middle of this global pandemic. We need powerful children of God. We need powerful prayer warriors. We need people who can infect people. We need people who can go to the hospitals, to the nursing homes. We need people who can go in and lay hands and something happens because of the power that's within them because they have a sign and a symptom that the spirit of God is there. We don't need any asymptomatic Christians. We don't need that today. We need people of God who have the power of God and who are willing to infect this world for Jesus Christ. I love you, and I got to go.
1: I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of Wow Moment with Frank Costin. We hope that you were blessed by this message. Please remember to subscribe and click the notification bell on YouTube. Like us on Facebook and listen to us on Podcasts at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Pocketcast, Breaker, and Radio Plus. We want to interact with you, so please leave us a comment, prayer request, and a praise report. If you are looking for a church home, we will help you with that as well. We would love to have you as part of this ministry. There are three ways to become a partner. One, subscribe to our channel. Two, Share our link with at least three family members and three friends. Three, you can also partner by making a donation via cash app at dollar sign Frank Costin. We look forward to joining you again with another encouraging message. Until then, God loves you and so do we.